0: And welcome, everyone, to Digital Health Unfiltered. This is Nick Jeans, and with me today, uh, Tiffany and Sidipto. We're going to be talking today about the vendors behind electronic health records, uh, major companies in uh, the lives of clinicians and patients, uh, and how they are pairing up with uh, some more familiar companies like Google and Amazon and Microsoft, uh, the major titans of uh, tech. So we are seeing these new partnerships. And uh, just in the last few months, we've heard announcements that uh, Epic and Microsoft are going to start working together more. Uh, Cerner, which is a, a major uh, EHR, they're going to be working with Amazon. And Meditech, partnering with Google. What do these partnerships mean? Is this uh, really just about storage and accessibility for clinicians? Is it about uh, uh, new telemedicine capabilities? Is it about uh, advanced, like artificial intelligence or natural language processing? Um, I'm gonna turn it to uh, Tiffany to kind of get a little bit more insight on on what these partnerships are all about.
1: From every project that I've worked on. It's a common theme that providers, they never want to leave the EMR. Um, and I think these cloud computing services will allow for collaboration between um, health systems, maybe even research institutions um, to actually execute on this collaboration in a seamless way. Um, Recently, in association with the Microsoft Cloud for Healthcare, they announced they would be integrating with their, they would be integrating Epic um, EHR with Microsoft Teams. And that would make it the first EHR system to integrate with this application, which was traditionally used for more business collaborations and communications. But this um, particular connector, it seemed to be primarily around telehealth, allowing for patients and providers to connect um, over video by launching Teams directly from the EMR. Um, I I could see how that could be appealing.
2: Yeah, you know, um, Tiffany's on to an an interesting sort of point, and um, I'd like to just maybe expand upon that a little bit. You know, particularly around you know the different players and their different uh, you know interests in getting into this space. I mean, if you think about it, um, there are certain knowns in the industry, which is a lot of these EHR companies were established many years ago, decades ago, and you know they're trying to play catch up a little bit. So, so some of it is definitely you know trying to move on with the times from with a cloud partnership. And if I had to sort of, you know, be in that boardroom when these discussions were being made, um, my my guess is that each of these cloud providers courted the EHR companies aggressively and, you know, each just ended up picking one over the other based on whatever their committees thought was the right decision. I also feel that Google and Amazon fall in a different aspirational camp than Microsoft does because Google and Amazon, at least in this partnership structure, are focused, uh, Nick, as you said earlier, more around their cloud services and their AI and analytic services, whereas Microsoft, because it has a larger suite of offerings from a collaboration tool perspective that Tiffany was talking about, I think is more about integrating those products.
0: Well, I want to return to something that uh, Tiffany had mentioned, and it's true as a a physician who uses uh, an EHR, it is true. You don't, in terms of workflows and stuff, you don't want to rely on more than one application. So if uh, you know if you can embed something in the EHR or link to something with the EHR and not require a separate password and a separate login and stuff, then you're you're really going to enhance uh, people's workflows and reduce the amount of friction uh, that people have. Like just we we spend a lot of time. Uh, consolidating our logins and doing a single sign-on, so that once you log into the EHR, you get access to the lab system, you get access to the radiology system. You don't have to like have multiple browser tabs open or whatever, because that that is really uh, multiple points of friction and logouts and stuff like that. It, it just a lot of calls to the help desk and a lot of frustration. So I get what Tiffany's. I think I get what Tiffany's saying about you know building teams into the EHR so that like uh, you don't have a multiple login. But is that, uh, am I being too simplistic? Is that like uh, one of the benefits that I'm, I'm hearing here?
2: Well, I think, I mean, um, I do agree with where sort of Tiffany's sort of trending with this sort of hot process. Um, because, I mean, if you look at Microsoft, they have been very focused on a lot of their usability tools, you know, in spite of which industry it is, the calendar function, teams, collaboration tools, and so on, the added aspect here is telehealth, which they're adding to it, to this thing. And, you know, maybe this is their play uh, based on their strengths. So, you know, rather than focus on the cloud part of their business, which is what Google and Amazon are doing, they focus on the collaboration part. And we've seen from our uh, stakeholders, I completely agree with Tiffany in terms of how People, our, our clinicians, don't want to step out of their EHR. They want as much of that integration in because that's where they're living their lives right now. Now, having said that, you know, the deal with Microsoft that Epic is sort of striking um, is, interestingly, not exclusive. You know, so, you know, if, which, which kind of confirms a little bit of what, what we were sort of talking about, because it's more about the collaboration tools because you know maybe the next phase for Microsoft will be to move to cerner you know after all you know cerner does command about 26% of the ehr space so if collaboration is a is is the focus here uh, i think uh, that's that that's where they're going to go next
0: yeah it's interesting to imagine are these partnerships kind of like exclusive or is microsoft going to try to be a partner to everyone certainly it's it's not like uh, it's not like Office is limited to just certain businesses. Everyone can use Office. Um, I, I don't, is that is that the kind of uh, is that is that what you were hinting at there?
1: Exactly, and we're in a pandemic right now. So, like the notion of team-based collaborative care and and remote care, um, it's become more and more prevalent. So, the availability to that data is more important today than ever. Um, Not only the availability to the data, but the ability to easily share the data between healthcare applications and cloud systems um, in a fast, safe and standardized way. I think it will become a a top priority.
2: I actually agree with that. You know, and it's, it's an interesting sort of pivot point here that Tiffany's talking about is about access from anywhere. Because, and that's where the cloud services provide so much of a value to the traditional sort of ways that we've been allowing our doctors to access the information or our clinical teams to access the information, you know, with old servers, with, you know, different DMZ zones and all the other stuff that goes into it, which makes access from anywhere uh, quite difficult. And now with these cloud services provider, adding an extra level of security to it around cybersecurity threats taking that risk on uh, allowing people to be mobile and be access be able to access data from anywhere i think that's that's probably a, a big factor on them you know gravitating towards this
0: i guess i, I got to chime in though like so I think Epic announced that capability years ago, uh, at least like five or so years ago. And I remember uh, some institutions were among the first to say, like, we're going to install Epic, but we're actually going to be uh, reliant on Epic headquarters to host Epic. And, and we're even though like uh, an institution could be on the East Coast or something, they're, they're going to, uh, every time they log into Epic, they're actually pulling data from Wisconsin where Epic's headquarters are. Is that uh, and and Cerner, I think, had been doing that uh, for decades. so are are these vendors turning to these cloud giants for uh, you know to enhance that capability, or like were they were they uh, afraid of getting hacked or or not uh, not not operating at uh, peak performance? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but if I had to take a guess and I
2: will, if I were, you know to imagine, it's, it's, yes, you're right. I mean, the cybersecurity liabilities are growing. You know, we're getting hacked more and more. Uh, a lot of the health systems are realizing that they have not invested in the infrastructure that can protect against that. So that's definitely a factor. Who knows? Maybe Epic and Cerner could have realized that they're not as good or as inexpensive as AWS and, and Google is in managing this thing. Because, you know, they, this is the only thing that Amazon does or it's the only thing yeah. that Google does. And that's not the core part of the business for uh, for Cerner and Epic.
0: Yeah, I, and every, I'm also uh, none of us, I think, are, are cloud computing experts. But there, there's just no substitute for the the expertise and the scalability uh, for like server demands and stuff that uh, Amazon. It's effortless for them to just kind of, uh, if usage is spiking for a website or a, a client of theirs, they can just you know add more servers to meet the demand and. Maybe uh, the Epics and Cerner's of the world just can't do that at this point, so uh, maybe it makes sense for them to turn to those companies. But I, I think, uh, and as we were hinting at before, there's a lot of other benefits to these partnerships, right? Uh, uh, collaborative tools and maybe uh, some advanced technology.
1: So, like in addition to the Teams connection, Microsoft Cloud for Healthcare allows for access to many existing Microsoft services like chatbots, Microsoft 365, Azure, as well as other analytics, automation and efficiency tools. I imagine this eliminating a lot of the fragmentation often seen in healthcare operations for both the patient and the provider. Um, For instance, at Microsoft, the tools are already there. How we're going to use them in healthcare, we'll have to figure out. Um, but I can see cloud computing becoming more and more popular in this space.
0: Yeah. And, you know, some of these press releases and stuff about these partnerships, they have hinted at, you know, cool technology that, you know, some, Amazon and Microsoft already are doing. And Google, like, they they can transcribe notes. They have powerful you know, dictation features. Uh, So uh, coupled with their, uh, uh, and even with partnerships with like medical dictation companies like Nuance, um, you could easily imagine that uh, a telemedicine encounter is recorded and processed and like formatted in a way that would facilitate documentation and billing right now. uh, A lot of these encounters involve a lot of click boxes and a lot of like templates that the doctor has to fill out, but maybe, you can imagine Microsoft stepping in and kind of giving a, a rough draft of that, uh, so saving time for the clinician. Um, is that is that the kind of technology uh, that you think is is, is coming yeah. this way? Yeah, I, I think you're
2: both uh, you and Tiffany are hitting upon something here because you know some of the capabilities that these cloud vendors bring is the ability to manage oodles and oodles of data. You know, and throw NLP on top of it, throw AI and machine learning on top of it, and allow for insight gatherings that have previously been siloed throughout multiple servers and boxes in traditional health systems. Um, so I think that that is a big play because the, the skills that you know Google and Amazon have in terms of uh, data analytics and and data science is is far, far, far better, like light years ahead of uh, many of these large health systems.
0: Well, you, you uh, I, th- I think you're raising some good points, but I'm also curious, what do you guys think about the future? I'm always uh, trying to uh, stake some predictions and stuff. Like, are these partnerships that have been announced, are they, you know, the beginning of something even bigger? Uh, what do you think? Three years from now, five years from now, are we going to hear about like uh, uh, further technology or collaboration?
1: Um, I think it. Could, I think it's exciting, and I I really think that um, if the health systems have the resources to afford some of these to, new tools, uh, I think they'll jump right on.
2: Yeah, you know, and I also want to maybe peel peel things back a little bit and look at the the marketing term of WIFM for each of these. What's in it for me? For the vendors, you know, mm. clearly Google and Amazon have a cloud play going on here. Um, if I'm Microsoft, you know, we talked a lot about collaboration tools and extending their reach sort of through that. If I'm Epic and Cerner, you know, I'm happy to have a large name brand associated with me, but at the same time, you know, partner with someone does that does not threaten their core business of EHR business um, you know of the electronic health record part of it and and none of these companies are claiming to do that so so I think you know back to the prediction time you know this could be the the start of something much bigger three five years down the line it could be that suddenly Google or Amazon start you know take the big chunk of the data analytics part of these EHR business and are you know coming up with, you know, research tools, you know, diagnostic tools, like other things from a clinical perspective and more short term in a sort of a, a tongue in cheeks sort of a way. If you think at Microsoft, you know, they, they were unable to buy TikTok. So maybe they're sitting on a big chunk of cash and perhaps there's an opportunity for them to, you know, acquire one of these large EHR vendors like Epic or, um, or, or Cerner. That's my prediction, Nick.
0: Whoa, you are... <laughs> You are blowing my mind there. I, I, I mean, wow, I, people. Gosh, I, I gotta process that. But the the point is, first, I, I don't know. Epic is a private company, and I, I think their CEO is uh, historically has been very against the idea of uh, selling out. Because um, people have talked a long time, about, um, at least on Twitter, but wouldn't it be great if? Uh, uh, a consumer tech company like Apple bought, uh, a major EHR vendor and made it so usable and friendly and stuff. And I, t- I typically scoff at that first because, uh, these are, there are a lot of stakeholders involved and there's a lot of like custom build and legacy cruft that, that is just, uh, in place here that hospitals are not going to be excited that, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft or Apple or Amazon or or some other companies stepping in and going to rewrite all their software to make it more usable because they have gotten used to their workflows and and the way things are. And and they work this way for regulatory reasons and financial reasons and historical reasons. And it's going to be a lot to say. But uh, I I mean, so as much as we might fantasize about uh, having one of these Companies that's known for its uh, workflows and usability. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know how likely it is, and I, I don't know financially if that makes sense. Just, look, and it never really made sense why Microsoft would want to buy TikTok anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but but I mean, it, it's like saying Microsoft would want to buy the software that powers you know airplane cockpits or something it's like this is an incredibly specific and narrow market and sure healthcare is a huge industry but the software behind it is actually relatively small compared to the size of uh, the healthcare industry and I just don't know if it makes sense for them to get involved and get into the weeds of that but uh, I look think I- <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't understand the TikTok thing either, and uh, clearly there was a lot of money at stake, and a lot of smart people thought that it was a good idea. <laughs> so, so that just shows how much I know. Um, uh, any any closing thoughts, uh, folks? Well, I'd be happy to give you the final
2: word on that. And you know, you're 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 certainly right, right on 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 the money there. But you know, there there is sort of something to be sort of said about the data. That is housed in all these EHRs, and the you know every, we we keep talking about how much of that data has been untapped because it's been in a very siloed manner. So you know, regulations aside, if a company like Microsoft or Amazon, you know, were able to unleash their data scientists and, and smart people on top of this, you know, this this might become a business sort of model for them. You know, Microsoft uh, and Google have previously made forays into healthcare and they have, you know, been, been kicked down uh, because of uh, the, the challenges that it entails, but maybe some parts of that, you know, spirit still stays alive and maybe this is the right time for this thing. I'm not sort of saying that one company buy the other, but in terms of, you know, using just pure dollars and nothing else, no other uh, capital in terms of time and, and, resources, you know, they can make a big leap just like the EHR vendors are making a big leap into the cloud space because they're realizing they are not good at that. Maybe these other large tech companies can make a play for these EHR companies. So I'll stick with my prediction. We'll we'll catch up in three to five years again here (laughs) in this spot and see what
0: happens. (laughs) Well, you you are a visionary and that is... uh... That is a bold prediction. So uh, kudos to you. <laughs> I, I did not foresee the TikTok thing and I, I do not foresee this, but, uh, but that's just me. <laughs> anyway, thank you uh, to Sidipto and Tiffany for joining me today. Uh, and we'll see you at our next episode.